Welcome to La Casa Blanca podcast. I am your host, B, with my friend here, O, and we are so excited to be here. We are two Real Madrid fans, have been for a long time. We don't even care if we don't have an audience. We just figured we complain all the time and talk about Real Madrid all the time. We might as well start recording ourselves. How are we doing today, O? We're doing um, amazing. We first got our first dub in the last two games. Drew one game. Pissed, pissed me off. But now we're back on track. That's what matters. That's what I like. Back on track. That's all that matters. And you know what? It's funny because I would have much rather tied this game and won the Asasuna game than vice versa. I'm not going to lie to you. That was... I You know, I would like to build a, a lead in... La Liga right now is what I think should take priority. We are going to get through the Champions League group right now. Honestly, we should start rotating next game against Shakhtar. That's my personal opinion. I think we, I think we're through. Like, I think we probably have like, if you look at the bookies, we probably have like a ninety percent chance of going through. We'd have to, I mean, we'd have to collapse. Yeah, I agree. I think we should rotate um, against Shakhtar. Um, I think we have Itafe. Next game in La Liga, which is gonna, which will be a pretty tough game. We tend always to do, is. Yeah, we tend to do uh, worse against low blocks. Like Osasuna played a pretty good low block, and we struggled. Um, very good low block. They played very well. They played very well. I'm. I got to keep it honest with you. They they Osasuna played us as about as best as you can. This season, really. I, their I coaches, their coaches, their they have a good coach. They, uh, I, his name is escaping me right now. They, you know, you know me with my coaches. I sh- probably should know it off the top of my head. Um, shout out to Chabi Alonso getting a job. Met him IRL. Nice. He's honestly so nice, down to earth, great guy. Uh, be jealous. I know you all are. He's like one of my heroes. I'm gonna go back to what I was talking about though. He has been there for a while and he's done a good job. He's he's done a good job with Asasuna. He has, for you know, I some mean, time back now. Back to Chappie alone, though. I would just, I would just like to um, put it out there. Hashtag Chappie alone for twenty twenty four. You know, nobody knows this except for you know my close friends, but you know, and I'm just gonna say it. I when I met him, <laughs> I told him he needs to coach Real Madrid, and he said, "Ah, you just ah had they to were... say it, huh?" I had to, I had to, and you know, he was actually, he was actually, uh, he, he laughed, he chuckled, and he said, ah, they won the champions, though, I said, I, I said, um, you know I'm not talking about right now, you know I'm talking about in the future, and this was actually, like, the, actually that day, I, we, there was rumors that he was leaving Real Sociedad, but that day that I met him, the news broke that he resigned from the Sociedad position, so, you know, maybe, maybe I was the reason, who knows? I pushed him over the edge. He's like, yeah, you know, I do want that Real Madrid job. He just saw you and said he decided to leave. <laughs> yep. He, shirtless and all. He was, you know, he was there shirtless on a beach. San Sebastian, a beautiful place. I suggest everyone in the world go there. Um, as O knows, you know, I got engaged there. So, like, it, it holds very dear to my heart. But it was actually the first time I'd been there. And honestly... It might be the most beautiful place I've ever been. The fact that Chabi Alonso gets to wake up there every single day and go to the beach with his friends because he's fucking loaded. I mean, God bless his soul. I mean, that guy's living the fucking life. And now he gets to move to Germany. And he speaks German from his time with Bayern. So, you know, he's just a great guy. Honestly, I'm so I'm so happy for him. You know me. I've been on the Chabi Alonso train since he was with the academy. I, I followed the academy when he was coaching because... You know, I'm a huge Chabi fan, so I, I, Chabi Alonso is just he's a he's a Real Madrid legend. He's a football legend, and he is. I do wish to see him coach, coaching the first team one day. Me uh, too. I, I think he 20. will. We'll see. I mean, he's not really Ancelotti, a mad, he's he's not really a Madridista though. Like he is, but like he's not like you know he's not like full throttle like a lot of these guys are. You know, like. He's I mean, not full throttle see, like Ramos. You know what I'm when saying? When you see him, like when he ran in the Champions League final to celebrate that bail goal, that's that was so unchappy Alonso. You don't see Chavi yeah, it was. It was. He way. doesn't do those kind of things, man. He's he, you know this is a guy who won two European championships uh, and a World Cup with Spain, and a, he won a Champions League final with Liverpool and to watch him celebrate like that, it's just the most unchobby like thing. And it, 
you know, it's funny because, you know, we, we don't really know these guys, but like, you know, we know them because, you know, we listen to them in press conferences, you know, we follow them on social and all these kind of things. So like, we know who they are, but like, we don't really know much about them as people, but you know, we kind of get the gist of who they are. Like, you know, we can sit here and say, oh, Vinicius, you know, he's a goofball, right? Him, Kamavinga, and Valverde are just having the time of their lives, right? They all seem like happy people, you know, they're very outgoing, you know, and we see that, but we don't know them personally, but we know that they are those things, you know? Yeah. I guess we should get into the uh, game, though. Yeah, 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 you know, we've wasted five minutes on talking (laughs) Talking about about Chappie Alonso. I mean, he's worth it. I'll do a whole episode on Chappie Alonso. You don't have to tell me twice. I mean, book it. Book it. I'm here. (laughs) We'll we'll set it up. We'll set it up. So, actually, I just, you know, before we even get into our side of the game, I just want to talk about Mudrich, man. That kid is so special. I mean, and we've talked about it in the past, but, you know, never been recorded, except, you know, PSN recording us for obvious reasons, because, you know, they they have to record us now. Um, but that kid is so good. I mean, his dribbling numbers are insane. You know, when we start looking at the peripherals, you know, the eye test tells us he's a beast. But you look at the peripherals, he's speedy, he's can dribble well, he he's more of an assist giver than a goal getter, which is fine. I, you know, as a winger, that's completely fine by me. But, I mean, this kid's special. He deserves a move to a top club. And the fact that Arsenal were unwilling to pay 30 mil this summer and other clubs too, to me, was ridiculous. Because I remember watching uh, – granted, you know, we get lu- we get lucky because we get we always draw Sakhtar, right? So we get to see this kid all the time. Even though he, he really didn't blow up until, uh, I'd say, last year. But, you know, I, I remember seeing him play last year and I was like, oh, my God, this kid's a beast. And I'm sure you felt the same way. I mean, a player who – Got a standing ovation from Bernabeu fans. Is a special player. Let's just put it out. Always, there. He yeah. Is a special player and thirty mil for him is just it's a bargain. Think he'll, about he'll, it. Vinicius was fifty. I mean, yeah, his, his price will increase, but like twenty mil, fifteen extra mil, he's worth it. He's a he's a he's a prospect. Well worth it. And now he's only like, twenty one. He's only twenty one. Yeah, has 21. four. He you know they scored one goal today. I don't believe he was involved but in the two first games he had two goals and two assists i mean, I mean that's that's this solid kid I mean, is going through that's more than solid and yeah he and, is and, and, and he is and i think uh arsenal are gonna well, regret i regret think they'll regret yeah. not paying that much yeah because especially he, considering okay. yeah because if a club like like man city or, or chelsea or Honestly, even Tottenham, if they if they come from Modric, he's gonna pick them over Arsenal because Arsenal are just not. Well, they're not that big anymore, and no, let's let's just be real, they're not a they're not a top European club. I think the, the only enticing but... thing about Arsenal right now is Arteta's project, and it's taken some time, but it's starting to take shape. And he's got his striker finally. Um, you know, he got rid of Abangman, got rid of Lacazette, and now he's got Gabriel Jesus, which isn't your prototypical striker, but it seems to work for him. And I think if you add Mudric to Jesus, Saka, and Odegaard, you're talking I mean, I think we are generally talking a top five you know, attacking I, I don't want to call it trio because there's four of them, attacking group in the world. I, I you know, I think I might take that – I'm definitely taking that over Chelsea. I'm definitely taking that – I'm not taking over Tottenham just because Son and Kane are that good. and I'm not taking over City because Holland's that good. But, like, you know, that's a that's very well-rounded. It's very solid. And it's very good. And I don't know why they didn't push for that. And if he flops $30 million in today's market, it's nothing. I mean, if you look at the Premier League, I was I – was, I thought that I would find Arsenal not even top six. But Arsenal are top. Yeah, they're, they're top. The top. They're the top. Moment, they're top right now. Which is It's very impressive. Very impressive. Um, and just to think that it was just two Man City grabs that pushed them from where they were to where they are now. Um, but also, I think it was getting the right people in place and the right people and the you know the bad eggs out. I think that's really important, and we see that with this Real Madrid group, you know, which yeah, is I mean, the talking but point. You, but you, you know, we see that there's a good cohesion there. Yeah, but you got you got to put into consideration that they're, they're Arsenal, so. Uh, yes. Come, still. Come mid season, they'll be. Uh, they won't be at the top. The city will be at the fifth, top. Sixth. 
I don't. Dude, I, I think they'll get top not four. Even gonna be top six. I think they'll get top four. I think they'll probably end up. And the only reason I think they're gonna get top four is Liverpool's really bad this year, and Man U still stinks. And Holy. Chelsea just Chelsea just have they you know all the Chelsea fans you know come in the hate section. But I, I've never really been a fan. Um, I've always thought they've had a solid defense. I think Mendy's overrated. I think Kai Havertz is overrated. I think. I'm a fan of Mason Mount, but I think he's overrated. Um, Connor Gallagher is overrated. Pulisic is solid, but he's not used properly there, and maybe that's a mer- my American bias. But it's definitely you know, I, American bias. No, but Pulisic is a good player, man. He's play- against Real Madrid. He has played well every single time, and you cannot deny that. I'm pretty sure he's got like two goals against us. So you know, yeah, like but... in four games, that's pretty solid. I mean, I'm not gonna I mean, complain. I like Pulisic, but. He's not um, that superstar. He's not that superstar. You know who is that superstar, though? Gianna Reyna. Well, we've talked about that, but he's that guy. I mean, Gianna I like Reyna. him on career mode, so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, as I'll you should, he's that. a beast. He's a beast. Yeah, but anyway, just, just let's talk about today's game. Let's talk about yes, the lineup. Yes, the lineup. I agree. Let's go right into the lineup. Honestly, what were your thoughts? The perfect lineup. I wouldn't change a thing, except for Mendy. I would really like for Alba to play a left back. And I would like Especially to in a game like back. today, though. Especially in a game like today where we could use that attacking output, which Mendy doesn't provide as solid as Alba, or even it's almost non-existent at points. It's interesting because um, you just you find Vinicius doing... A, he's, yeah, Vinicius has a pretty good work rate, but... He does. Both sides He's always surrounded by three or four defenders, and... Although he tries to dribble past him, and sometimes he does, but he does require some help. If you put an attacking-minded left back next to Vinicius, which is what Ancelotti does when we're stuck and can't score, every single game, 70th minute, what he does is pull out uh, Mendy, sub in Alaba, and, no, not sub in Alba. Play Alba left back and Rudiger. And then sub in Rudiger in Rudiger military center back. And you know that's another point. I, I would love. I think Rudiger should be the starting center back. Whether it's we drop Mendy and move Alba to left back, or we drop Militao, who has been inconsistent this year. He's had some games where like, okay, this is the Militao I remember from last year, the beginning of last year. Because let's remember the second half of last year, he was quite poor at times, and there was actually conversations to be had about. Maybe Nacho should start that UCL final. I, I mean, I remember we had that conversation. Because the ceiling's so high, but the floor can be so low. I mean, I love Militao, but... I'm a I, fan. Honestly, I'm a big fan. It's, it's, he's young. It's some, yeah, sometimes you forget that he's so very young because he's been... He, okay, he hasn't been, he hasn't been here that long, but... But I he has at the same time. Just something about Militao, you look at him and you think, that guy's been playing football for like 15 years. And some of that is because of the way that he plays. He plays with a lot of experience, but sometimes he does play with a bit of... He's he's, he's a bit careless sometimes. He, he loses yeah. his focus. We need to be patient as well. I mean... You know, and this isn't me crapping on Militao, but, you know, let's remember Ramos didn't really come into his own until, uh, you know, he was very error prone when he was his age, too. I mean, Ramos did. We, the Ramos that we know today, or the Ramos that we knew if you, for the, since like 2012. Yeah, since 2012. He was not that. He was good, but like he, he, was, he was amazing. At his prime. He, he was, was amazing, he, he, but his mistakes were very bad and costly, and that's where Militao leaves us at times. That's when Mourinho came in and he fixed him up really good. Yeah, he straightened him out a little bit, which, you know, Mourinho is a fantastic coach, and that's what he does. Um, other than that, you like the lineup? Other than just, you know, you would make the switch Rudiger for Mendy, essentially. It's it, it's the perfect lineup. I don't care if we need to drop Luca. I don't care if we need we to drop Cruz. I think Val, that Valverde, in whatever role that he played in today, that's the midfield that we need to use. We need to use Choameni, Valverde, together in the midfield, and one of Cruz or Modric. I don't care I, who needs I agree. to be dropped. But I, I agree. That needs to happen. And we need to play Rodrigo. He needs to start. Rodrigo needs to start alongside Benzema and Vinicius, especially because Benzema has been dropping in form so much. We need Rodrigo. We need we need someone who can we need scoring in, help. Yeah, we need someone in the box. 
Rodrigo offers that position. He offers that dribbling. Benzema's dribbling is good, but it's very passive, right? He doesn't dribble towards goal. He dribbles back so that he can provide space to pass to. But Rodrigo, he dribbles forward. He opens space for himself just so that he can score or assist. But Benzema, Benzema as a striker this season has been lackluster. And I think Rodrigo will really help when Benzema is not is not as good or he's yeah, not providing. I, you know, I, I, we've talked about this, but uh, you know, I'll get into it here. Valverde for me is the first name on the team sheet, and today he was my man of the match without a shadow of a doubt. And you know, yes, he didn't get the goal, but he's just so influential in his play in this past month. And you know, I've been shouting for Valverde to start for in midfield specifically for since he started starting under Zidane and you know yes it's hard to bench Modric and Cruz but you know I don't really care at this point I think Valverde is he has been our best player this season I don't even think that's up for debate he won La Liga player of the month he was the best player in Europe in my opinion this past month and though we're only a month into the season I don't care if he's on the right wing I don't care if he's in midfield he has to start and I don't care if you're dropping Rodrigo, Benzema, Cruz, Modric, Kamavinga. He needs to start. No ifs, ands, or buts. No questions asked on my end. I think he should be a nailed-on starter every single game. I think we can both agree on that because Valverde just offers so much. He offers, Dude, he improved so much this season. Um... He's better than ever. He's one of the best players in the world. And he's just not just one of the best midfielders. He's one of the best players in the world. Period. Um, like and it's kind of wild. He's, he's, a, he's a top two players in Real Madrid. He, him, and Vinicius have been carrying us for the past month. And I would add to that also Rodrigo. Um, since Benzema's been away, Benzema's been bad. Benzema's just been out, out of form. Rodrigo, Vinicius, and 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 Fede have been basically carrying our attack. And Valverde, he helps so much in defense. And in the midfield, he's just he's just a perfect player. Period. He's not, yeah. not the perfect midfielder. Not not the perfect right winger. He's just the perfect player. A player he's for amazing. every position. Yeah, and I can't wait for him to to get the uh, captain. Be a nailed on starter. Yeah, I can't wait for him to get like he deserves the number eight when Cruz retires. Like he should be given the eight without any questions. We give it to him. He's number eight. That's to me. That's nailed on. Honestly, and he'll look good. Eight. Eight. He'll look good on eight. Then, it, the, actually, the number that I I'm picturing Fetty with right now is number ten. I don't know. That's Personally, I like I like him as the eight. I I actually I actually think I think Kamavinga should get the ten. I'm not gonna lie. Kamavinga. I think Kamavinga. Is, I think, I think he's gonna be six. I think Kamavinga is gonna be. I think his creative output is going to increase tenfold. And I think he's going to be that creative outlet. Well, Fede's creativeness, you know, the 10 is just, you know, supposed to, the 10 is given to your creative outlet normally. But I just think Kamavinga is going to get the 10 eventually if he works towards it. That's what I think. I mean, I I don't know if Fede wants the 10, though. You know how we talk about how Vinny probably doesn't want the 7? You know, we think Vinny wants the 11, but Vinny deserves the 7. I I think it might be the same for Fede. I, I wouldn't sit here. If Fede took the 10, I'd be like, you know what? He deserves it. But I think he, I think he, he'll probably prefer like the eight. But fifteen looks good on him, man. I like fifteen on him. To me, when I think of the number fifteen in football, I think of Fede. So, uh, honestly, when I think of the number nineteen, I think of Modric. Danny Ceballos. Oh, I think of Modric. <laughs> no, so, Danny because he's injured, my boy. Danny Ceballos is injured. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. Um, we'll get there at the end after we're done. Okay, so. You know, we talked about who played well today, but who was your L for the match? Who would you give an L to? <laughs> I would give the L to Benzema straight away. Me too. No Me too. I, it's not even, yeah, not a question asked on my end. I don't disagree at all. It's funny, you know, we have a lot of the same thoughts from this game, but, you know, me and you bicker constantly about Real Madrid. So, you know, for the if anyone is actually listening to this, you know, we don't usually agree on everything. We agree on a lot of things, but... You know, Benzema usually isn't one of them. And, you know, Benzema's form recently has been very concerning. Very concerning. I, I think it I think it might be I think he might be donezo. Like, I'm worried. 
I'm worried for the fact that we missed out on Holland specifically, and I don't really want to get into that very much, but I, I was very prominent in saying last year that, yes, I understand Benzema's winning the ball in the aura, but we cannot miss out on Holland because we don't know when Benzema's going to drop for him. And Benzema's dropping for him hard. Um, hard. Get, it's bad. He's bad some, right now. Imagine just... Because he, he wants to rest, but he got uh, he got a lot of time off during the summer, and he got injured. That he 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 was out for a month, and he's still very much bad. And it's not only just he, his finishing is so lackluster. Like I said before, I think he's just. <laughs> I think the, he's just old, the man. Presence, I think time has just, just got age, to him. But the fact that. He's got competition from Lewandowski. It's just making him very, very nervous. Um, like Because people always compared Benzema to Lewandowski. A lot of Real Madrid fans, including myself, wanted Robert Lewandowski at the club <laughs> um, instead, and to, to start over Benzema. Um, and, I, you know, Marca, Ass, just a lot of newspapers always said that Real Madrid are interested in Lewandowski. So now that Lewandowski Which they probably Barcelona, were. Yeah, we definitely were. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But they didn't. Uh, so, but Benzema, Benzema's that guy. You know, let's be honest. Like, he can. He like. Is Benzema, Benzema in the in the past? Yes, he was. I, even like in the BBC, like I think Benzema suits the BBC much better than Lewandowski would. I think. and obviously we don't know that, but like I just think that like him, you know, allowing Chris and Ronaldo to be the selfish players that they are. You know, I mean, Lewandowski is a very selfish player. You, we know that from the leaks from what was going on at Bayern last year. You and I know that Cristiano likes scoring goals, right? Yeah, but he loves Cristiano scoring him, goals. Like, according to Lewandowski, <laughs> uh, Cristiano himself asked him to come to Real Madrid. So did Ramos. So it, yeah, I mean, but you always, they always was, ask the best players to come to Real Madrid. Let's be, you know, we do yeah, know that. Yeah, they do, but that does Exactly. So they wouldn't have a they wouldn't have had a problem sharing goals with Cristiano. Actually, I do think that that Cristiano and Lewandowski would have been actually a, a pretty good partnership. Um, I don't know, man. It's really hard to get a bunch of alphas in the room and everyone. And Bale's an alpha. Ramos is an alpha. And you, know, this was kind of the downfall of the three. I never really team. thought it was that just, Bale we was had an alpha. too much. Really, I I dude, oh, I think more so than anyone, he was just. I just think he just didn't care. I think he had very alpha mentality, but I just think he just was like, eh, whatever. Like I'm, I'm cool. I'm getting paid. I'm score. I'm banging goals. Like you know, I'm good. But you saw when Cristiano wasn't there, you saw Bale's alpha mentality. You know, like. Um, and I think yeah, I think if Bale's injuries weren't the there, you know, it's a different story. It's a different story. When, but if Bale's injuries weren't there. He would have been just as good as Cristiano, in my honest opinion. Not just as good, but he would have been close, I guess. But yeah, like, because what Cristiano has done is just it's it's dude. The only player that I thought would be would get close to what Cristiano did was Mbappe, and I don't want to get into it. I don't want to talk about Mbappe not today, but hopefully not that's ever. The, that's the only player that I I thought would actually get would be close to Cristiano's numbers, but. Now that I see Holland, he's definitely Holland's going to do it. Cash. I said that. I said that a can. long time ago. I said that a long time ago. I said Holland is going to break Cristiano's record. I just, just, in, it's, it's not really. It's the product of the current Champions League, the disparity of the teams that wasn't necessarily around when Cristiano was younger, and you know, I just think that Holland is just going to be that dude. Like, I don't really want to get into it, but you know. Missing yeah, out on Holland is going to be a mistake. It's going yeah, to be a we, mistake. And we also need to put into consideration the fact that Cristiano, you know, before he turned 27, 28, he wasn't a goalkeeper. He was a winger. Machine. He, he, he was like a Holland is. The, or the player the, the play that he turned to after uh, after turning 28, 29, yeah. or in his 30s. Um, like, if you look at the ratio of his goals before he turned, before he turned 28, up until now, it's incredible. It's fucking. He scored incredible. more goals after thirty than before thirty. Let's just you know. That's, yeah, we can separate. And the those thing things. that Holland is different player in completely. Th- that type of numbers at twenty two. I think he's twenty two. He's insane. He's insane. It, it's fucking. Insane. He's gonna break football. 
He's just he's, not only he's, oh, he's glitched. He's, he's, he, it's like he has a FIFA glitch. It's not real. He's a fucking robot. Yeah, and the worst part is, is like by the time that Holland's contract is done, I think Barcelona will also be vying for his trade for for him to come over, and I think that's kind of where we really fucked up even more is we let him go to City, and you know, in Holland, if if Holland was to come, it meant we would have had to get rid of Benzema. They wouldn't have coexisted together. I mean, I don't think Barcelona could, even in two years, I don't think they can afford him because if you look at his release clause, I actually, I just read that Guardiola denied the presence of any uh, release clause. Yeah, but, but Fabrizio that's, Romano that's... came out and say what you want about Fabrizio Romano, but he doesn't say something unless it's true. You can call him a tapping merchant. You can call him whatever you want. But if it's not true, he doesn't say it. He said recently that he, there is a release clause in there. I um I remember the um the CEO Bruce denying the same the same release clause. They have to. Um, they have to. They have to deny it because they just they can't announce it. But yeah. Um, looking at looking at the statements that Holland made recently, that he said, I remember him saying that whichever club that he plays for in a couple of years, he hopes <laughs> he hopes that um you know he hopes that. His career with City will help him be better and play better for for his next club. Like that, that that's basically what he said. Um, so yeah, he wants to play think... in Spain. He's made that clear. He wants to play in Spain. I don't he think he necessarily has a preference. Spain. No, I, I do think he has a preference, dude. He, Dave Ornstein said he dreams of playing for Real Madrid. I think everyone knows that he. So did Lewandowski Madrid. though, and here we are, Lewandowski at Barcelona. Yeah, but, you know what I'm saying, yeah, like. Yeah, but you, you gotta you gotta understand it, it is different. Lewandowski it's different circumstances. They're different circumstances. Yes, I agree. But if the circumstances don't line up with Real Madrid, like like let's just say let's just say Iker Bravo becomes a fucking beast. Let's just say Iker Bravo is a fucking beast. He comes in, Benzema goes down injured. We really need a striker. Iker Bravo gets brought up, and this kid is bagging goals almost at a clip like Holland. We're not gonna push for Holland. You know what I'm saying? And then that opens up the door for him to go to a club like Barcelona or stay at City. And we know that City love giving up players to Barcelona for fucking cheap. Yeah, but having a release, like, City would rather keep Holland than sell him to Barcelona. Anyway. Oh, everyone would rather keep Holland than sell him to anyone. But, Dude's but a fucking, he's the, the best release, player in the world right now, man. Like, the re- No, that's Vinicius Jr. Excuse yeah, 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 me. Yeah, yeah. Not right um, now. Vinny, Vinny's been a little... He's been inconsistent this year, I would say. He's still banging we'll goals. We'll get into it. We'll get into it. We'll get into it. After this, we I should get say, back to the match. Let's get it. Yeah, I will say, um, <laughs> Barcelona, they're, they're just, they're, they won't be able to pay 180 mil for Holland. It's impossible. We'll see. I think it's impossible. They're going to make a play for Messi, and if they end up signing Messi, they they won't be able to afford it, without a doubt. It, it kind of depends on Messi. Imagine choosing Messi over Holland at this point in their careers. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, uh, you know. Imagine okay. cho- choosing Messi, period. Yeah. Uh, so so we both gave Benzema our L for the match, and you know, let's get back into his form and you know get rid of the Holland situation, get rid of everything. His form is really concerning right now. I mean, he's he's bad and something i i've been thinking about and this is what i always think about is like you know i was always so tough on cristiano ronaldo like remember that stretch at the beginning of the year where cristiano ronaldo was shooting like zero percent on like 105 shots and he didn't score one for like the first like seven games of the year i was literally calling for this guy to be benched i'm like dude bench this fucking guy because he's just ripping shots and he's not even hitting the fucking net like get this guy off the field and that's how i feel about benzema right now but benzema you know the difference between ronaldo and benzema is ronaldo's held to a higher standard and these people want to put benzema on the same level as ronaldo like oh he's our ronaldo now like he's not because guess what if he was your our ronaldo we would be calling for his fucking head because guess what? We were calling for Ronaldo's head. We were booing him. We were whistling him at the Bernabeu because when he was playing poorly. And Benzema doesn't get that kind of treatment. Does Benzema deserve that kind of treatment? No, but neither did Ronaldo. But Ronaldo still got that kind of treatment. So I want to talk about how I don't want to compare the two because they're two completely different players. And Benzema is nowhere near Ronaldo. But Benzema is the Ballon d'Or winner this year. A Ballon d'Or level player should be performing like Lewandowski is for Barcelona or Holland is for 11 uh, Ballon d'Or winning, winning striker 
like Holland is for City. But we are getting literally the only thing we're getting out of him is solid link up play. And the only thing saving us right now is Vinicius and Rodrigo. And Rodrigo was poor in the Asasuna game. Vinicius was okay. He was very inconsistent in the game. He had his moments where he was good. He had his moments where he was really bad. But if those two are off color, we have nothing in attack now. And, you know, it used to be, oh, when Benzema's off color, we have Vinicius. We have Rodrigo. Now it's Benzema's way off color. So, you know, Ronaldo, the thing is, and, you know, I don't mean to keep bringing up Ronaldo. And you know me, I'm not a Ronaldo homer. If anything, I, I'm actually, I, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm anti-Ronaldo. But, you know, I'm not, you know how I am. But, you know, to explain to anyone who listens to this, I'm not the biggest Ronaldo fan. I think he's a great player. I think he's the best player of all time. But, you know, I separate that from my fandom because my fandom comes first. But Ronaldo would have bagged that penalty against Asasuna. Ronaldo would have gotten a goal today. Ronaldo, you know, he would have done something this to get to this point in the season. Something. If Ronaldo was given a penalty, he would have scored, right? Like I, I don't know. Just uh, do you have anything to say off my tangent rant? I mean, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of agreeing going on right now. Yeah, it's uh it's strange. Um Cristiano was always that guy, he was always the guy. Even if he plays bad, he's the guy. That Which is why you didn't just... have to take him off the pitch. If he was on the pitch, yeah, you would keep him on was... because you're like, he might bag a goal. Like He's yeah, playing he like w- shit, but he ends the game with two goals. You're like, oh my god. And that was Benzema last year, in my opinion. Yeah, At the so... beginning of the year, I was saying he was bad, but he was bagging goals, so people were giving him a pass. And you know, Yeah, so here's the thing. When Benzema plays well, he gets all the praise, but when we lose, he doesn't. <laughs> um, avoids no criticism. Avoids yeah, criticism he, completely. Yeah, zero criticism. Vinicius but... was bad today, or the midfield was bad today, or you know. Yeah. So I remember um, a quote that Cristiano said, or a statement that Cristiano made when Bale was signed. He said, "Like Bale was struggling at the beginning." He was struggling with injuries, inconsistent. He he was just, you know, he was adapting to the league and our play style and shit. And he and he didn't even play preseason with Spurs either. So, um, so Bale said when he was asked about Bale, he told them, you know, criticize me, you know, criticize me, a player who's you know who's been here for a while, who, um, who plays every game, um, but leave him alone because he's still, you know, he's still getting used to, um. Uh, the club and the team and our style of play. So Cristiano always took responsibility. He always asked people to criticize him. He always asked people to, you know, he always wanted to be in the spotlight, even if it meant being criticized for, for criticized for everything, for every little thing that he did, because he knew if he, because he knew, he knew, he knew he could take it. He knew that he could, um, take that pressure, take the criticism, and he could handle it. He could always handle it, and he could uh, play through it, and he could score through it, and he could, you know, he could you could always count on Cristiano. I don't see the same from Benzema. Like Benzema, I I do I'm not I'm not I just I don't think Benzema really gets criticized for playing bad, but he does. No, he, he does. But he does. But he does play um, bad. No, yeah, but what I was gonna say, he 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 gets praised when he plays well, but he doesn't he doesn't get criticized when he plays bad. Um, yeah. Doesn't matter if he scores. Doesn't matter if he doesn't do anything. I'm supposed to. I, I as a Madrid fan, I'm supposed to um just sit here and listen to people tell me that I'm a, I'm a plastic fan or whatever. Because I say that Benzema plays bad, and I'm, I'm not grateful for what he did, but I am grateful for what he did. But Very what grateful. he did won't help me in the future or the present even. Um, mm-hmm. As long as Benzema is not stepping up, we're gonna have a problem. And he's well, he he either fixes himself or we're in, we're in big trouble. Yeah, I mean, and he needs to fix trouble. himself. And you know, that's kind of I would kind of want to use this to a transition to just talking about Rodrigo, and you know, his form. 
And, you know, I, I know that I was up, I was pessimistic about him taking that Vinicius step. That's what a lot of people talked about this summer. Well, you know, we don't need to sign a Rod, uh, right winger because, you know, Rodrigo needs to, t- or, yeah, Rodrigo needs to take, he's going to take a step like Vinicius. And I'm sitting there like, you guys understand that the step Vinicius took is, like, otherworldly. Like, that doesn't fucking happen, you know? Like, people don't just m- take that kind of step. Mm-hmm. So... You know, and I, I just want to talk about Rodrigo. And, you know, part of the reason we didn't do well against Asasuna is because Rodrigo didn't play well. And I'm not blaming Rodrigo, but, you know, we can't have Benzema play well every game or Vinicius. You know, like, someone needs to step up every single game. They're, you know, that's a factual statement. But he has stepped up this year. And, you know, he might not hit Vinny level this season, but, you know, he's he's getting pretty close. I think honestly I think Rodrigo will be the star of this team. will be the star of this season. He just needs to start every game the formation that we played in today. Um mm-hmm. He didn't play on the right. He didn't play on the left. He played in the middle. Yeah, he, he did. He floats middle a, a lot. Um which is honestly it's it's the best formation or the best setup that we can have for both Benzema and Rodrigo. I do think that this will be, this will perhaps cause Benzema's um output to be worse. Um because you know having a player like Rodrigo transitioning with Benzema is just they're compatible but at the same time it's like a Cristiano Benzema connection, right? Where Benzema will create and Cristiano will score. That's what I think will happen eventually. Benzema will create, Rodrigo will score. Um, yeah, and, you know, we just need Rodrigo to become a consistent scorer, which, you know, is not easy, but it's something that hopefully happens and something we need to happen. Um, yeah, and, you know, even more than Rodrigo, you know, Vinny, who, you know, I'm the biggest Vinny fan there is out there, you know, he's been inconsistent in my opinion or at least from what I expect but he's still been very good and he's still been you know leading the line when Benzema's has not and you know that's what good players do I would say that Benzema honestly like I still think that Vinicius has been our best player I do think he is the best player in the world at the moment um you could say Holland. Because Holland, but you know, fuck. I mean, like he's just Holland, on. He's in another planet right now. Yeah, it, it, dude, and I would, I would, I would love to take that chance to just say, <laughs> Bappe has been putting good numbers as well, but you don't hear about. Yeah, he's awesome. One. He's awesome. But it's because he's in League One, and everyone's pissed off that like it's not just Real Madrid fans are mad. Everyone is pissed off that he did not end up going to Real Madrid. Everyone. The I thing know. is, like. The only PR that he got was from Real Madrid fans, mm-hmm. and once he did what he did, he just he became irrelevant. He is yep. currently irrelevant. Like all you hear about online right now is Erling Haaland. If yep. you set up a poll saying is Haaland better or is Mbappe better, you'll find Mbappe losing every single time because right now Haaland is in the spotlight. Mbappe is slowly, slowly dying. And honestly, he's not currently. He's not even the best player at PSG. Both Messi and Neymar are better than Mbappe currently, and both so, have been amazing this year too. You know. Yeah. So I, honestly, like I would say, he probably like I, I'm. I'm pretty sure he will regret. He will regret his decision. If not, he. I like him. Maybe he already. Maybe he already does. Maybe he already regrets it. Maybe he does. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he does. Yeah. You know, like, just because, yeah, I mean, it's it's a it's a tough place to be in, um, in his place, because, you know, he stayed for the money, and, you know, the money's not the be-all, end-all, but, you know, it, it did play a part, and there's no problem with that, and, you know... Back to Vinicius, though, you know, in your opinion, he's the best player in the world, which to me isn't a problem to say that, but, you know, I need a little bit more consistency from him this season, you know, uh, this season. Last season, I thought he was very consistent, but this season, I personally need just a tad more consistency, 
you know, the best player in the world would have won that game versus Asasuna. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I know that's a high level to hold him to, but that's where he belongs, right? If he belongs in that level, then we got to treat him in that level. Honestly, for me, um, even if Vinicius is not consistent, that's that's why I think he's the best player in the world. Even when he's not playing well, he's he still, still dangerous. He's yep. still, I, yeah, he still produces assists, goals, dribbles. Him just being on the pitch is very concerning for the opposition, and um, that's why I think he's the best player in the world. Because if yeah, you're afraid of. If you're afraid of just one player on the pitch, you're afraid for a reason. Um, I do think that if he is inconsistent, if he has been inconsistent lately, it's not because of his performance, but basically because of what happened against Atletico, all the racism that he went through. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he. I'm. It must have. That's a fair him. point. I mean, that's and a he fair was point. under. He was under a lot of pressure um, against Atletico. Everyone wanted him to score. Like, dude, imagine going from, you know, a player no one expects to score to someone everyone wants to score. That's a lot of pressure for a young kid. And the thing is, he almost did score. Like, he, he got so close that Valverde um, uh, scored from the rebound, from the shot that Vinicius took in, and it hit the post. Um... You know, it, it, like that goal that it would have meant a lot for Venusius had it went in. Um. So yeah, I th- I just think that he maybe he's been inconsistent because he just he feels the pressure. Um. Although I would say he's been handling it pretty well. He scored in the last two games, and uh, maybe he's not been playing. You know the best football that he can, but, you know, against Osasuna, he had, we had just, um, returned from, uh, international football, so, that can have a, that can have an effect on how players, it does uh, have an effect, it does have an effect, especially traveling from Brazil to Madrid, you know, it's a long flight, you know, jet lag is a thing, you know, like, you can't say it's yeah. not, because it is a thing, yeah, and, and back to the Mendy point. Yeah, let's can ha- keep moving. <laughs> yeah, because back to the Mendy point. Um, Vinny uh, needs his help. Vinny needs the left back's help, without a shadow of a doubt. Always. He, like, he, I don't care how good you are. You always need a player on your side. Like, you, feel, you look at Carvajal and Valverde when they play on the wing, or Carvajal and Rodrigo, whenever one of them... He's in a good attacking position. He'll find the other running, finding space, occupying spaces, and they get a pass on. Um, like if you look at the Champions League goal, for example, like that's the best for me. That's the best example, right? Um, Gar- Carvajal passed the ball to Modric, and then Modric moved to the right wing. Um, Luka Modric was at the right back spot. He made the pass to Carvajal, and then Carvajal made the pass to Valverde. No, he made he made the pass to uh to Casemiro. But essentially, what happened was Carvajal's movement was, which to me was actually the most you know, Car- Luka Modric's movement was good as well. But Carvajal's movement is what opened that space for um. For Valverde to run into, for Vinicius to have that kind of help, that would be insane for him. Like because Vinicius can do so much from open spaces, like like that goal against Man City. Like imagine Vinicius having that space, um, like sixty percent of the time, fifty percent of the time, forty percent of the time. It would be like a guaranteed uh hat trick every fucking game for Vinicius. Um. So yeah, just having a fullback that can help a winger, having a fullback that can help in the attack, it's very essential. It's it's very helpful for for a player like Vinicius. Rafael Leao has Theo Hernandez, and 
um, watching these two play, um, just knowing, uh, knowing that Theo Hernandez is the type of fullback that can overlap, who can really help in the attack, it, it, it must really help Rafael Leao have that extra space, um, and, you know, he's a, he's a very skillful player, so having that type of fullback must help him a lot. And that's the type of help that I would like Vinicius to have. I would like Vinicius to have the type of help that, you know, Marcelo gave Cristiano when he used to play on the wings. Um, that's the that's the type of um, that's the type of help that I would like Vinicius to have because Vinicius is an extra, extraordinary um, winger, and you know, like I said, having a fullback who could overlap is helpful. And Mendy is simply not that player, and he will never be that player. Yeah, and any kind of help helps, and you know, especially an overlap that can. Vinny's constantly doing double team, triple team, and you know, there's nothing he can do about it. Yeah, exactly. And there's nothing he can do about it, and so the fact that there's nothing he can do about it, you know, he has literally no help to get people to stop double teaming and triple teaming him. Yeah. So after talking about Vinicius, I think. Um, you know, talking about Vinicius, any more points should... about the game? Any more people you want to talk about from the game? I would very much like to talk about Lunin. Uh, okay. Actually, I would like to talk about Lunin overall. Um, okay. Go for it. It's like I'm just I would. I, I really, yeah, I really don't. I don't blame Lunin for either goals that he conceded. No, I don't think it was his fault. Um, and it's like. It's a very fucked up situation because he's not really getting tested, but he's conceding. So if you look at his, you know, if you, which is what makes at, Courtois so special. Yeah, he, just, he's always, you know, he doesn't really get tested, but he's always reliable. Yeah, but and I'm I mean, not saying Lunin's not, but it's just it's just, it's a very fucked up situation because if he was getting tested, I'm sure he would be getting a lot of praise, but. All we can see right now is him conceding. And he's conceding goals that he cannot even save, which is which is the which is the worst part about it. Um yeah. so so I'm hoping that Lunin we get tested but we don't concede. Because I really want people to see that we do have a reliable keeper in Lunin. Um because I do trust in his talent and I do think he's a really good goalkeeper. Um so, like, I don't know if Courtois is going to play against Barcelona. We don't know when I don't he's think gonna... he is. I think he's out for a while. Honestly. Which is that's fine. going to be. Uh, you know, we just have to trust Lunin for the time being. And hopefully, you know, he does a solid enough job where. Yeah. I will okay. say that he does. Honestly, like, I, I know. I know it's difficult, but he does. He, he's a bit shaky. That's what I was saying. He's not. Um, doesn't have that much confidence, and which which makes sense because he, you know, he must be nervous and he hasn't played that much. And that's a big opportunity him. for him. Yeah, I can't blame him. No. But I can't blame I him. I do hope. I do hope that he overcomes that because, you know, having being so strong in a, in the goalkeeping position is just. Being confident is a pretty good aspect in a goalkeeper that you must have, right? Especially when it's a public so good, Yeah, like I, I, I just I can't imagine Lunin playing against Barcelona um, with that type of heart. I want him to be aggressive and I want him to be. I want him to shout at the defenders when he when they're being stupid. I yeah. I want him to be. I want him to have that heart because that what makes a good goalkeeper. Um, and, but you know, just like I said, he needs to make saves. Which, <laughs> it's just, it's just, like I said, it's a weird situation because I want him to get tested so that he can get confidence, so that he can play better, do better, and people see him as a goal goalkeeper. Um. So yeah, I don't, and- I don't know. I don't know. Should we just tell defenders to just you know let attackers slide and, and shoot at Luden? Just shoot straight at him. Probably not, but you know, he he's gonna continue to get tested and 
you know, he's gonna he's gonna have to perform, and the team's gonna rely on him. And if Carlo trusts him, I have no reason not to trust him. Uh, any other points you want to talk about? I mean, I'm good from the game. I think I got you know everything off my chest. You know, talked about everything I wanted to. I mean, I would really like to talk about Tobias's injury. And yeah, go for it. I really want to talk about how it's going to... Well, and Modric is injured too, so... Yeah, talk about it. Yeah, but Modric is back, basically, so... I, I don't know, he didn't play today, maybe he's just... Carl, Carl didn't want to risk him. Probably. But he did train, but he did train, train with the team, so... I do think he's going to probably start this weekend. Him. Yeah, which might not be the best choice. Um, I, like, I would sub him on. Rather than Stardom, because, you know, Hitafe, I, I haven't been, I haven't watched Hitafe much this season, but they are known to be a very aggressive team. So it's Always have been. Yeah, to start Modric against Hitafe, when he's just fresh off in injury, it might not be the smartest. The smartest. Yeah. Honestly, I would start the same team as started today. Yeah, I don't see why you wouldn't. Uh... Except... Except Mendy. Like, play yeah. Mendy especially against Satafe. Yeah, you might as well. Yeah, you might as well just play with 10 men. Yeah. And the Ceballos injury. I think it sucks because I think this was a good opportunity for him to play. You know, we have a lot of games this month and it's really shitty that he can't play because I think he's a solid player and one that deserves to play. And, you know, he's kind of fighting for a contract right now. And... It's not really something that, unfortunately, we can help or he can help, but, you know, he's unfortunately been put into a bad position. Yeah, it's really unfortunate for somebody to get injured right before the World Cup, and he's not going to be back until after the World Cup. Um, so, I guess that's just, that's just my dreams broken. I hope My hopes and dreams broken. For my beautiful daddy Sabios, but it is what it is. I guess we'll see him at Bitties next year. Um, it's pretty um, I'm pretty confident it's gonna happen. I don't think he will stay. Yeah. I don't think the club I will mean, offer him a renewal. I think the club might offer him a renewal. I don't think he'll take it, and he shouldn't take it. Yeah. Sabios was. I think we're just, like I said. I think he's just move to Bitties next year. Anything else you want to talk about? No. Alright, I don't have any more points. So, thank you for listening. If you did, have a 